0: God is present with us in our suffering. Jesus is Savior and Lord, even in the darkness. The power of sin, sickness, and death to terrify us and take away what is most precious to us has been shattered at the cross of Christ. That's what Katie Hubbard helps us discover as we read her journal from 2013 after her diagnosis with recurrent breast cancer. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I think you're going to find there are good things here. Welcome back to There Are Good Things Here, and Katie almost threw me for a loop. She has one entry in an older journal from Sunday, August 10th. And then she picks up with a new journal, Um, and I think she explains why, but we'll read this one entry from Sunday, August 10th. She begins with Psalm 119, verses 104 and 105. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I've been wondering how to make decisions in light of our new reality. I think it is this. It's more important than ever that I am in your word, letting your word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm praying about an RV and a home equity loan. There could be a number of problems with that scenario. We need your wisdom. Last night, I made homemade pizza with tomato sauce from tomatoes in the garden. Amazing. The crust turned out perfect. I also canned peaches that did not turn out so great. Grr. Not sure what I keep doing. I think that I need to try a heavier syrup. Maybe I should mention, too, that uh, the RV thing. I think that part of Katie's challenge was she married me and, uh, She might have had a higher value on frugality and conservative decision-making, and her husband had perhaps less concern about that. Anyway, the RV saga uh, ended up being just a tremendous parable in our life, uh, partly because the RV we did buy was such a tremendous problem, and we received tremendous help. I think that I talk about that throughout the uh, podcast in the second season. Anyway, um, Katie then goes on to a new journal and discusses why she wrote one entry in that old one and then started a new one. Tuesday, August 13th, 2013. First entry in a new journal. Dear Lord, Rachel is home and she brought me this journal Perfect, because I just finished my other one. I missed her so much. Now the house is full again, all the chicks are under one roof. It is a gorgeous morning, windy and cool. What a summer. I need a blanket. It feels like Wisconsin. I don't think that you can beat a red hibiscus. Even though I always do pink flowers, I believe that a red hibiscus is a necessity. It is so gorgeous. It truly looks like the tropics. I love that comment from Katie, by the way. Um, you just have to have a red hibiscus. And it was true, she always had one. From Jesus Calling The more you focus on my presence with you, the more fully you can enjoy life. The Navs picked new field leaders, and Lindy moved up even higher. They cre- they keep creating jobs for her. Uh, Lindy, I know that you listen to this podcast, and you know that that's true. And we were so happy. Norman met Matt in Chicago yesterday. I think I have an insecurity where the NAVS is concerned. My fear of being left behind really comes out in this area, especially as cancer has knocked me out of so many things on top of having children. Four edge women without children. A fall where I will hopefully be feeling a little better, but still facing challenges and surgery. I don't believe that this fall is the time to completely re-engage. They are doing an edge staff study on Tuesday mornings, but I'm just not sure that is where I should be. I feel like I would naturally feel like I need to shepherd, and I just don't know if I should go there. Of course, if I don't go, I will be wildly out of touch. And yet Norman did say last December that I should view all of this as a year. I think the only reason I would go is a fear of being left behind. I feel like I need to be anonymous and to soak up your word. Is that okay? Should I want to or ought to jump back in and minister? This is a pretty deep question for Katie to ask, by the way. She was last born uh, with three older brothers, and I know that one of the fears that drove her was a fear of being left behind. Um, And it was certainly an issue that We had talked about a good bit during our married life. She mentions this almost parenthetically in her journal entry, but when kids came along and she devoted a lot of her time to raising young kids who were in the house, just that sense that all the things that she loved about ministering to students, I was continuing to do, but she was not able to do as much. And so it was a concern she was still struggling with now that cancer had sidelined her a good bit. Friday, August 16th, 2013 Dear Lord, Well, the routine has changed again. Rachel and Joseph are off to school. I find that if I don't have my quiet time first, then I am rather jazzed for my coffee or caffeine, and it is hard to sit down and rest and be still and quiet. I have a lot of concern about school safety not sure if it is a burden to pray for safety or if it's fear that's churned up by the beginning of school. A school is just so vulnerable that people would shoot such innocence is beyond horrible. Of course, with four kids in school, naturally I would worry. Yesterday afternoon, I discovered that instead of turning the hose off after it ran for eight hours... I turned it on full blast, and so it ran on full blast for another twenty-one hours. Then last night, I dropped my iPhone in the tub. I am so codependent on that phone. I use it for everything. From Jesus calling, I delight in your enjoyment of everything that. There, excuse me. I delight in your enjoyment of everything that is true, noble right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think on these things. Sunday, august eighteenth. Dear Lord, it looks like our weeks long stretch of fantastic weather is coming to an end, but what a glorious summer it has been. I went to a dinner at the Daggers at the Daggers with our Edge Corps team. This the Edges Edgecore team is our was our team of intern staff with the Navigators. It was very great, but I came home bummed. It is painful to hear about everyone else's normal life. I should be focused on how grateful I am for the staff that you've provided, but instead I'm thinking about myself and am sad. I feel like I am standing in the middle of a rushing stream, and all around the water is rushing past me, and I am still Being left behind. I feel like I see everything differently now, and I don't know what to do. I'm finding that it's hard to be around people outside of my inner circle, but it is kind of hard to be sad around people. Are these wrong thoughts that I should reject? Do I feel misunderstood? I feel shaken to the core. I feel sad. I am so thankful for my home and my family. They are such a comfort to me. And I'm so thankful for safe friends. Kayla starts high school tomorrow. I just feel totally dispensable. People in now share, about how, share how difficult a season it was when they were knocked out of ministry or their ministry was taken away. But what about facing your life being taken away? Not being here at all. How do you process that? It might not even be necessary for me to be here, according to your plan. August 20th, 2013, a Tuesday. Dear Lord, Kayla survived her first day at Central High School. Whew. It's so hard to believe that she is in high school, it seems like she had a decent day. Thank you. It seems like she has a nice friend in Courtney. Thank you. Today, the big question, will she know anyone at lunch? Then, after dropping Kayla off, I had to drop Joseph off at the big playground with no Mrs. Foreman around. So it was a double whammy to my mommy heart. I came home to Mojo With a poopy butt, again, Mojo was our Maltese, who had, how shall we say, issues. And I had a long conversation with mom and dad, and I completely broke down about my diagnosis. Greg and Ryan moved in. They sure are cheerful young men. I'm not sure how I'm going to keep them fed. Smiley face. And that is is a fantastic entry to end on because everything that Katie has written about feeling left behind, feeling like she doesn't have anything to contribute, uh, fears about whether she's dispensable to God's plan, concerns about the family... And then there's this one little paragraph, Greg and Ryan moved in. I don't know whether Greg and Ryan are listening into this podcast, but they were two recent graduates from the University of Illinois who took a deferred start date on their job so that they could stick around and serve in our campus ministry for a semester. And they lived with us. And uh, for Katie, it was just sort of like, uh, just a, a comment, they moved in and how am I gonna keep them fed? Uh, I don't think she was even able to see the kind of impact that she had on the lives around her. And I know that Greg and Ryan would say that today. Uh, I know that because they've told me, I remember actually asking them, this will not be in, uh, Katie's journal because she didn't ask them this question, but halfway through their time, uh. At her house I think it was just Ryan in the band with me, but I asked what had uh, what it were some of the things that really stood out to him um, from living with us and he said uh, that the the most um, the most impact of anything that he had experienced was just being around Katie um, He said, "You know I never really got to know her uh, when I was a student and being able to live in your house and see how she operates in the house was the thing that had made the greatest impact on him." Katie didn't see it, uh, in hindsight now, uh, is so clear, but anyway, that'll be it for now. Uh, thanks for joining me for there are good things here. i look forward to being back with you again for the next episode.